Could we get a sink clap? You want me to go get a sink? Yeah. And uh, clap onto it? Well, start it dripping because it's freezing temperatures and we don't want your pipes to freeze, Craig. And then mm. hopefully the drips on your end and my end will line up in a way that they synchronize so I know that our two sound clips are synchronized as well. That does not seem like a very good method. Oh, let's clap but, then. <laughs> okay, okay. That reminds me, we, we, we haven't been turning our sinks on. I don't know. Should we be? We probably should. Okay, anyway. One, two, three. Movie. Movie! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movied. It is the once-a-year podcast where uh, Jake Jarvie and Craig Benzine recount their top five of the year. And now that everyone's forgotten about top ten lists, we're going to do our each our top five of 2023, which adds up to a top ten. If you are a first-time listener here and you just know uh, Craig Benzine, I am Jake Jarvie. I work in the YouTube space for Rob Scallon, and I also uh, am a filmmaker as of... This year, last year. Yeah, this dude made a movie, a horror movie. Yep. Listen, they should teach a class and use us as the example of how to do all the things wrong for a podcast. If you want to have a <laughs> successful podcast, you do it once a year. Yep. You, you do a top 10 end of year list, but you do it like in later January, you yep. know? Yeah, you got to wait uh, until after everybody else's top 10 lists have come and gone. Yeah. Then the space is yeah. is ripe for once everyone's moved on and their their heads are actually in 2024. That's when you mm. drop your 2023 list. And I want to apologize for everyone who is overwhelmed by all the all the content we are throwing at you. Yeah, please. Uh, um, Thank once you. A year? Wow. Yes. Um, that is what we are doing these days. Although our or, numbers or were good the... on the Spotify wrap up. Our numbers were good. Oh, good. Was our last one, uh, did, did it go out in 2022? Uh, no, our last because... one went out, I, I believe, right at the beginning of 2023. Oh, so it actually, it, we actually did one last year. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, right. I also uh, want to take this moment to say that because of how frigid is it in the Midwest in early January of 2024, my heat will be on this whole time. Uh, so you will have that, which is not good podcasting. Once again, everything else we do is good podcasting. This one yeah, bit yeah. right okay. here with the heat Okay, on. we found the mistake. We found the reason why we are not uh, in the top podcast. Yep, and uh, it's because of the of heat right here. And it's because uh, yeah, I yeah. have a wife and, and a child, and they must be mm. warm. It's, you know. Yeah. Mm. Selfish. Mm. I mean, I said it, not you. So <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. Okay, we'll, uh, do, our, we'll do our six through tens uh, later on in the episode. But for right now, let's just do... The movied top 10 of 2023, your five and my five. Would you like to begin Craig Benzine? Oh, do you want to introduce okay, yourself? Hello, my name is Craig Benzine. I like uh, long walks uh, sometimes when I'm doing uh, 10,000 or 20,000 a day challenge videos. <laughs> steps, steps, we're talking. And, uh, I, and that's it, that's the only thing about me. That's, um, okay. I'm going to do my <clears throat> first one. I'm, I think I'm going to start with my obvious ones and, and get less obvious as I go on. Okay, so do, do okay. You, you, you do not have them ranked one through five. You just have them higgledy You know what? I think I, I wrote this down. We were going to do this podcast a few weeks ago, and I forgot. And you know, I think no I excuses. do have them ranked. This is how we podcast. I think I, I do have them ranked, actually. Uh, okay. You're right, I okay. do. I just didn't put the numbers because in. Because I really okay. love a ranked list. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm into the rank of it all, you know? Yeah, yeah, my list ranks. It is, it, it is stanky. Okay, <laughs> uh, uh, it is rank. Okay, number five. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Great. And they just changed, they dropped the part one. They actually dropped the part they one. They did? Recently? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. I just saw, I actually saw the tweet probably an hour ago. I think that's that they, actually they kind they of dropped. a mistake. Well, uh... So I haven't seen, I haven't seen Dead Reckoning yeah. Part 1. I, I'm missing yeah. my Mission Impossible. The mission was too impossible for me to accept this year. But mm -hmm. I think, like, if they kept the Part 2, a lot of people would catch up on Part 1. Like, yeah. I know it, I know it underperformed. Well, yeah. I think uh, they keep the part two, less people are going to see part two. You think so? They got to see. It's just like in you when you when you do a series on YouTube, and if you have the part number in it, 
the, the further along you go, the less views you get because <laughs> people are like, oh, I'm gonna have to watch all this. Eh. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me anyway, about it. I tried making a web series for eight years. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like you should know this. You should know this, Jake. Anyway, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. It is great. I would say um, it's not my favorite of the Mission Impossibles, but there's top tier Mission Impossibles, Jake. It's yeah. hard to you know, it's hard to compete. Um, but and I would say it's like it's more talky. I rewatched it. It's definitely more talky than the other ones, and it's a lot of like it. At times, it feels. So I'm going to be critical of it right now. <laughs> at times, at times, it feels like. Because they did do a lot of reshoots because of COVID, and yeah, they, yeah. they and they they had they it became it ballooned up the budget ballooned up huge and became incredibly expensive, um, but it feels like they did redo things. Like at times, there's a lot of close-ups of just one person saying a line and then cutting to another person saying a line. Another person. <laughs> it feels like they went in and changed things by sure. doing that. Like they sure. just like there's a lot of that very standard sort of cut to this person say a thing, this person say this, um, more more than the other <laughs> Mission Impossible's. But I really love the villain. I yeah. love the uh, the whole concept of the villain. Okay, okay. Um, are you aware of it? No, are I have you... zero understanding of what happens oh. in Dead Reckoning. Oh, man, I can't, I'm not going to spoil it then. But I feel like that's a pretty crucial thing that's really cool about it that I can't spoil right now. Of several great action sequences. Uh, Tom, believe it or not, Tom Cruise runs in this one. No. He, he runs for a while. No. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh -huh. and, I love it. I love to watch Tom Cruise run. I mean, that's I'm just a I'm just yeah. a simple man. It does feel like Ving Rhames and um, Simon Pegg do less. Okay, it seem they feel to me they feel older. <laughs> like they feel like they're getting old now, and they don't want to they don't want to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but that's okay. It, and Tom uh, Cruise is like, just, I will do all the stuff. I'll do all the yeah, stuff. I'll do it forever, and I'm gonna live to three hundred. Yeah. Um, and totally worth it, I think. Totally worth it. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I will. I'm absolutely going to check it out. It's fully my right. intention to check it out. My okay. number five of the year. Oh, 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 one more thing. One yep. more thing. Yep. It is my favorite car chase in the Mission Impossible series. <laughs> and maybe my favorite car chase ever. It's, it's super uh, intense and exciting, but also hilarious. Okay. The car chase. Well, I mean, so, I, that sounds great. Right. I loved the car chase that... Uh, Macquarie and Cruz did in um, uh, Jack Reacher. So, you know, to see another uh, humorous car chase from the two what of them. What about the other Mission Impossible car chase? Garbage. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, All right. I mean, good. There was a dust storm one, I remember, but I don't remember a lot about... When I think of Mission that... Impossible, I don't think of car chases. What? what? Jake, both, both the other, uh, the Rogue Nation and um, Fallout had... Great car chases. I think, I think had, Fallout had the one in the dust storm that I'm thinking of. I don't remember the no, Rogue that Nation was, one. No, that was Ghost Protocol. That wasn't even a Macquarie one. Oh, that was Ghost Protocol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one through Paris. The Fallout one is, is through Paris. And okay. And then they, it, it, end, uh, it ends with uh, him him going down a manhole, going into a boat, and then they, they go away. It's amazing. <laughs> you it's wanna amazing. See, you want to see a car chase, Craig? You got to watch the beginning of Michael Bay's Six Underground on Netflix. Now, that's a car chase, my friend. Okay, I probably won't, but okay. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to watch the rest of the movie, but you got to okay. watch the opening of Six Underground. Okay, maybe <laughs> I will watch that. Nuts. The car chase. It's yeah. so crazy. Well, I will tell you, this car chase, it's a new take on the car chase on Dead, Dead Reckoning, and it's hilarious. Okay, I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah. Um, okay. My number five of the year is a movie called Influencer. Craig, have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. From... Uh, from you mostly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mm -hmm. um it's it is a movie uh that is on Shudder. I it might be rentable as well. I'm not sure if it was a Shudder exclusive or not, but it is a I mean, Shudder puts out horror movies, but this a lot of people said and I kind of think so too. It's more like a thriller. And some people threw it into the erotic thriller because there's a little bit of steaminess to Ooh, it. Yeah, Jake, welcome back. Keep it clean. Welcome it back, clean. erotic thriller. I was a big fan in keep, the 90s. I love all of those. Keep it clean. I refuse, Craig. <laughs> I'm keeping oh, it dirty. Right. Dirty in 24. I remember, I remember staying up late at night when my parents had, I think, HBO, and I watched Sliver. I remember oh, watching Sliver. Oh, yeah, Sliver, great. Sliver's great. Classic Wait, erotic I, I, thriller. Absolutely. I mean, but it was part yeah. of the Sharon Stone, like, post-basic instinct kind of fall yeah. off. But, like... I mean, it's basically how I learned about the birds and the bees. Yeah. The movie. 
Yeah, mm. and how I learned about um, um, UB40, the band who plays Red Red Wine in Sliver. Uh, oh, <laughs> you hadn't heard the song Red 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 Wine before? Sliver? I don't think so. I think I heard it. I think I heard the UB40 version. Did you ride the bus to school as a kid? Yeah, yeah. Well, they played they played the popular radio station on the bus for me, and that's where red I red wine all the time. All it was on all the time. It was, <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. that's fantastic. Anyway, influencer is about a young woman who is a influencer. I'm thinking kind of Instagrammy. She does a lot of like stories mm -hmm. and photos, so I think she's an Instagram influencer. Um, mm -hmm. And she is in, I think, Thailand, and it's beautiful, and she's spending all her time there. And she's doing a thing. It's it's so great. Several horror and thriller movies lately have been, like, when the first wave of, like, online entertainers, influencers, first entered the zeitgeist, like, every influencer in movies was the most horrible, like, annoying person in the world. <laughs> And yeah. now... Like, uh, like Wheezy Waiter, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the representations in movies, Craig. Like they, no, they, no, I know. Okay. They represented people as if they were like Wheezy Waiter. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Wheezy Waiter was a fantastic... Annoying! No, no, anyway, no, no, no. Go no. on, go on. Um, but a, uh, uh, other names are popping into my head. I'm just going to blow right... At, um, but so mm -hmm. like this... And, and there's another movie called... Some girl's name. I'm not going to think of it now, but I watched it also. It's about somebody who has like an online Susan. following. No. Lucy. <laughs> no. No. Um, Karen. No, stop. Anyway. All right. Okay. Um, they are portraying uh, influencers in a much more realistic fashion where like they're on when the camera's on and when they're off, they're like kind of like kind of just quiet people, you know? And that's how influencer is. The influencer plays it lonely. Like as soon as the camera's off, she's lonely. She's by herself enjoying all these things in Thailand. It was also a COVID shoot. So that's part of why it was, you know, easier to shoot uh -huh. small cast, everything. She meets a girl who's all about like life. Don't post it, just live it. You know, she's like, she meets that girl and she's like, I can take you to the most amazing place in Does the world. Does that girl say that? I mean, essentially, like Don't I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, Just here. live it. Yeah, okay. and they kind of sounds like a tagline. They kind of okay, hit anyway. it off, and they're hanging out and everything. Yeah. And then um, she's gonna take her out to this one place, and she takes. Are her you out gonna to spoil this whole movie? She takes her it? out to this private island, and what happens then? It's fascinating. It only gets more interesting as things go on. Um, mm -hmm. It's not a, like I said. It's not like a horror horror movie. I really really loved Influencer. It was a big surprise for me beautifully shot it's one of but those kind like, of horror no uh, thriller 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 okay yeah and like travelogue too um it's like it's like shifting loyalties and who who like do, do people believe people and what's going on what's really happening it's really cool mm -hmm. and twisty and mildly erotic great performances very well written Ooh. gorgeously shot Ooh. influencer is my number five well Jake, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. Loved Thank it. Thank you. Well, good. You're very welcome. Um, Is that it? Are we but done? I, but I, yeah. Thanks for the podcast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I look forward to talk to you in a year. Yep. Bye. Bye. Uh, no. Um, I, uh, I guess I probably saw the name influencer and I'm like, Ew, I'm out of here. I don't, I just don't like, I don't like the word influencer. Yeah. You like and it. every other influencer I know. Yeah. Influencers don't like the word influencer. No. I'm not. I don't want to. When I started we, uh, <laughs> doing YouTube, what, I'm like, you know, oh, man, I'm going to be able to influence so many people. <laughs> yeah. That was that was not the thought. No. Okay. I mean, if I were a dictator, maybe that would be the thought. You know, like, oh, I can't wait to just get everyone on board with my worldview. To influence all these uh, people. Yeah. No. No, no. Anyway. <clears throat> <clears throat> Number four, Jake. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yep. You've seen it. I have. You talked and about you this like, movie so, so and much. You were, and you, <laughs> we didn't talk about no, it. No, you much. talked about this movie. Like, uh, every, like you talked yeah. you talked about it online. You talked you were the biggest, like talk about influencer. You're trying to influence people to watch Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Okay, in that case, yes. In this case, <laughs> I am an influencer. Um, because I don't think enough people saw it. Although it did it didn't do terrible at the box office, actually. No. And um, like it's on so many uh, top 10 lists um or yeah. was. Initially it initially it didn't do that well, but then I looked at the what it final its final 
tally, and it seemed like pretty good. Nice. So, um, and I think they are gonna make. They might make a sequel. Oh, still. good. So, I mean, I know a lot of people would be very happy about that. Yeah, and you will too, Jake, because you're gonna love the sequel. It's gonna be even better. You're gonna I be on board. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hate the movie. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I personally, I think I don't think you need to care about Dungeons and Dragons to enjoy this movie. No. No. Uh, if you are like a fantasy fan. Yeah. If you're a fantasy, you probably gotta kind of like a little bit of fantasy. Um, but. Uh, I didn't really know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. I, I knew a little about Dungeons and Dragons, but I didn't really know. I, I'm not really deep in the lore of it. And to me, it was just a, a fun, uh, like, action comedy with some with some magic in it. Yeah. And Chris Pine uh, at his best. I think he's fantastic. And, he's always so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think Chris Pine's problem is he just doesn't always choose the right movies to be in. <laughs> sure. Um, some of them, though, some of them are great. He's like Hell or High Water. That's a great movie. Oh, incredible. Um, um, but Michelle Rodriguez uh, is really good in it. Yeah. And it's uh, it's um, the same directors. It's two directors uh, of uh, Game Night. Ugh. Game Night forever. <laughs> Game Night forever. To me, it's like, yeah, to me, it's kind of like a Game Night's little heavier in the comedy but they're both like they both to me kind of have the same feel like they both both have the same kind of humor same kind of action suspense combined with comedy yeah um, i can see that yeah i feel like it not enough people saw it or cared about it and they should have god damn it <laughs> sure yeah my my number four is asteroid city I see it. I love Wes Anderson movies. Um, like after, after Grand Budapest Hotel, I was like, okay, you know, I probably have seen the best. I probably have seen. Like, now it's just like everything else is just gonna. He'll make more movies, and I will enjoy them as well. But now that Grand Budapest exists, what, like, what is there left yeah. to do? Um, yeah. And so I didn't race to see. Um, French Dispatch, which I loved, ended up loving, and then again, like. Asteroid City. People were saying it was like, go to the theaters, see Asteroid City. It did not go. Did not care. I was like, that's, you know, I get, that's, I can catch it on streaming. And as soon as I did catch it on streaming, I loved it. It might be my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Wow. Yeah. I, um, I think it might be the funniest one. That's great. I, I, I want to see it. I I think, uh, I always, for, for some reason with Wes Anderson, I always... I'm always late to the game with him. I'm like, I'm gonna wait until everyone's seen it, and everyone tells me how great it is, and then and no one talks about it anymore. Then I'm gonna watch it. Right. I don't. I don't know why. I'm I was always. Late. I was always yeah. on time to the game until after Grand Budapest, and just I have been late on the last few. And I haven't watched like I like uh, Jessica and Matt were talking about how much they loved oh. his Roald Dahl shorts on Netflix. Oh, I, was I haven't checked bring those out either. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I saw two of them. I saw. I don't remember what the first one was called. The second one was the Henry Sugar one. Yeah. With starring um, um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Cumberbun. And uh, <laughs> the first one I saw, I, don't, I didn't like it quite as much. It was like, it was pretty good. It's like stylistically, of course, it's it's amazing. That's yeah. It's Wes Anderson. But like I had a trouble like following it or caring that much. It's, he's always very cold and distant with his characters, you know? See, I, um, I but, understand that reading, but I... Uh, but, I, I but I'm not really saying it's always bad. Way. Yeah. I mean, some. well, I think I think it, initially that's the way it is. Sometimes he succeeds at getting you to care more, I think, than yeah. other times. Um, I think they're deeply and, feeling uh, mostly internal people so that they present a face to mm -hmm. the world, you know? But, like, then yeah. the, the actions that they take and some of the opinions they express uh, show a, a much deeper amount of feeling than you would, like, guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. Some of his movies, I find it more challenging than others. Like, but, like, I didn't like The Life Aquatic. That's and, not for me. Uh, like, yeah, that one's not no. for me. <laughs> um, and and it took me a while to get into uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I like I like I was it was about halfway through where I'm like, oh okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm caring now, and I and I really want to see what happens. But it took a little bit for that one. Um, Henry Sugar also stylistically amazing. The first like the first World Doll one I saw, which I don't remember, was. Okay, it was like good in theory. Like this is a fun experiment. Yeah. But Henry Sugar was longer, and amazing. Like okay. the story was so good. Like, okay. It's, it's like incredible. Um, so that would be in my top five. 
if uh, I thought of it when I wrote this list and I consider it a full movie. Would, but I don't, I don't know about, I don't know if I would. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. That's uh, my number four is Asteroid City. Okay. Oh, it is right. about a group of people who end up in a small town in uh, New Mexico. And then they um, get, uh, they, they all get quarantined in this small little town together. And the characters are a lot of fun. And of course, stylistically, it's gorgeous. And I just kept, I just, I was laughing constantly. I had such a fun, good time watching that movie. I gotta watch, I probably ought to watch that. What am I doing with my life, Jake? What am I doing? Stuff. I, I have a lot, I do, I do have a lot of stuff. A lot of, lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting into kind of graphic novels now. Yep. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> three, we're doing three now. Three. Okay. All right, so I feel like some of these I chose like like Dungeons and Dragons and Air, the next one Air. Ah, uh, accidentally said it just now, uh, but uh, because they less people uh, cared about them. It's like like Air Air to me is uh, a a perfect small movie. Like it's just like a, a fun funny movie where it's mostly just good actors in an office talking to each other. But yeah. like but just really well done I, I mean i deeply cared by the end like i want i want nike to be to to sign michael jordan for <laughs> for this shoe i want this to happen yeah um it's basically yeah, it's matt damon uh jason bateman ben affleck it's directed by ben affleck it's the story of nike trying to win win over michael jordan when they were like a smaller shoe company at the time and the more obvious choices for michael jordan were uh Adidas. Was it Adidas? Yeah. Adidas and I can't remember who the other one. Maybe other Reebok. Was. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but but they had to like this one guy played by Matt Damon just he just really saw the importance of Michael Jordan and uh, went all in and really deeply cared and cared and convinced Michael Jordan's mom <laughs> that he cared. Uh, Viola Davis. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and and I'm looking at the cast now. Who else? It says Michael Jordan, but he wasn't in it. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker was in it. Archival footage uh, of Jordan, probably. Did you see Air? I did see Air. Yeah, I liked Air a lot. I I, I yeah. really enjoyed the journey of Air uh, all the way through. Like I was following Matt Damon's thing. I loved Ben Affleck in it. Like all the conversations are really great, and you're seeing how people in a mm -hmm. like a a mid-sized company kind of like how everything hinges on each other and how they all rely mm -hmm. on each other doing like taking the right chances to kind of push yeah. them above the competition in an incredibly crowded mm -hmm. space. And I like, I really liked all of that. And then it just felt at the end, like the big scene was just like a boardroom scene pitching Michael and his parents. And that's what that was, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, it, that it, felt under underwhelming to you. Um, it did a little bit. I think at the end of the day, yeah. like I, I really liked all of the whole rest of it. Um, yeah, it just felt you at the end. A, did like, you want a T Rex to break in? Yeah, I was hoping for a T Rex. I think is yeah, uh, okay. yeah. okay. Or a Veloc well, Velociraptor would have been good too. That's a, that's a good note. They High probably octane. should have asked for, for yeah. that for notes. Something yeah. something you know you really go to the cinema to, you know, right? Some right, right, CG. Right. So we need some CG in there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that wasn't there. Maybe it was so good that you didn't notice. Yo, you know what? Things are getting good. Yeah. Like a lot of the shots yeah, in the killer, it's... like I did not realize were completely CG. That were. Oh my God! Yes. Really I surprising. Saw, I saw. I saw that YouTube video. Yeah. Or uh, is that next on your list? No, not next on my list. Oh. Next on my list, number three. And boy, one, two, and three. One was locked early, but two and three was there was there's a lot of contention. There was like a really. There was a really tough point there. Number three for me, Poor Things. Didn't see it. Incredible, Craig. It's uh, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Of I, I course was, I'm gonna like it. I, know. I was really late to yeah. the party on Yorgos Lanthimos. Like I uh, heard a horror podcast talking about his early movie Dog Tooth. I don't know if it was his first movie or what, but like I watched it running on a treadmill and I just like <laughs> looking for something to watch. I was like, this is Dog Tooth. I hear this is messed up. And it was great. Mm -hmm. It was hilarious and disturbing. And then I was like, okay. And then I saw The Favorite, Craig. And oh my yeah. heavens. The Favorite. The Favorite's amazing. Was yeah. incredible. And yeah. so. Yeah. I still have to see, the lobster. see the lobster. I still have oh. to see The Lobster. I watched Killing oh. the Sacred Deer. 
Um, I didn't see Killing of the Sacred Deer. I've seen the lobster. I really want to see the lobster. The and and Poor Things yeah. is just like the next level. It's like, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are thrown off by how weird it is. And like, just like, mm -hmm. like, oh, it's weird for weirdness sake, whatever. But like the story it is telling and the themes it is using. I don't know that, in, I don't think I've heard anyone say that it's just weird for weird sake. All right, but, I've, I've seen yeah. a little bit of Twitter stuff, but I follow a yeah. lot of complainers, so. Um. Okay, all right. <laughs> but but uh, the lesson here is the key to Jake's heart, everybody, is through horror podcasts. That's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's how or, you get him. Yeah. Uh, erotic yeah. thrillers, like poor things or and, uh, and influence. So if you want to convince Jake of anything, or if you just want to communicate I'm just to kidding. him at all, you need to do horror podcasts or you need to make an erotic thriller. Poor Things is not a thriller. Um, so no. cancel that. Everybody is, I mean, Emma, Emma no, Stone. No, I'm just talking about the way to your heart. Absolutely. Yorgos yeah. Lanthimos, yeah. his his DP has, an, has, a, has a Vanity Fair video talking about the look and the lenses that they used. So yeah. interesting. Yorgos oh, yeah. is so incredible. And they're shooting things <laughs> on I like saw that four too. millimeter yeah. lenses. It's like, what is yeah. happening here? And yeah. uh, Emma Stone is absolutely incredible. I mean, she usually is, but this is like her doing like a whole other thing. Um, Willem Dafoe yeah. is, oh my gosh, he is incredible in this. The makeup is great. And then Mark, Mark Ruffalo is having just the best time he's ever had in front of a camera, mm -hmm. it seems like. I just always think about, well, Emma Stone being weird in the trailer, and, but also Mark Ruffalo getting slapped in the trailer and going, ow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, you've <laughs> got to see it. It's it's incredible. Yeah. It's of course, incredible. I'm, I plan to see it. I'm going to see it. I just, uh, just haven't yet. What's your number haven't. two? What's your number two? Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Ah, yes. Martin Scorchese. Yeah. So yeah, people complain that it's long, and there and and some movie theaters put an intermission in without uh, Martin Scorsese's per per intermission permission yeah. per per permission. <laughs> uh, there was a big controversy about that. I personally, I just leave it long. I, I'm with Scorsese. Don't put an intermission in if he doesn't want one in. Just leave it long. Go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom during movies all the time, and I miss yeah. stuff, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I went to the bathroom during this one. It was long. It didn't feel that long to me. Like, I think actually, also intermissions it, are are put in there too. Theaters prioritized 90-minute movies for so long because they could get more showings in a day, which well, means yeah. more people in and out, more concessions sold. So an intermission is also an invitation to buy more concessions. It's right. not just a bathroom run. Yes. It is trying yes. to make the, the movie theater industry solvent. Yes, I understand the impulse to make money for a movie theater. They need to make money. Uh, did this movie make a lot of money? I think it probably did. Didn't um, it? it did okay. Yeah. I think it. I think it. Yeah. Uh, what did it make? I'm gonna look it up right now. But anyway, it's long. <laughs> it didn't feel that long to me. I know people complain these days about movies being too long, and I understand that as well. I like a good short movie, but I also like a movie to be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. And this movie to me was great i loved how i don't want to spoil anything but i love how it jumps in <laughs> how it jumps in time so it's it made 64 million. Oh, well what's the budget what was is that budget? domestic not, or worldwide i think that's just domestic okay i don't know i don't know what the budget of it was i think uh, it was probably pretty expensive just looking at it i'm gonna look killers of flower moon budget oh dear oh <laughs> oh dear yeah 200 million so, <laughs> yeah 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 it looks like it made 156 million worldwide. That's a loss, folks. But it'll still probably make some later on in some way. But I thought it was great. Obviously, not enough people thought it was great. But um, <laughs> I don't great think enough not enough see. people were convinced to see it because I think also right. when a movie is produced by um, Apple Plus, they figure, well, I'm going to see it soon enough on my Apple Plus. <laughs> That's one thing, sure. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Leo doesn't sell enough tickets anymore. Mark, or Robert De Niro doesn't sell enough tickets anymore. Um, but it, I love how it jumped in time. I loved how characters would make a shift or make disturbing choices, and it just happened so nonchalantly 
it just was already happening. Yeah. And, and it, as it was jumping forward in time, and it was like, oh, okay, well, this I guess this is happening now, and everyone seems okay with it. Okay, uh, this is yikes. <laughs> um, I, and, uh, uh, I'm right there with you. I love all that stuff. I love. I really yeah. loved the way that it didn't slow down for you. It didn't stop yeah. and explain things that that I didn't like understand like initially yeah. i'm like i don't know what that means but then like through context as the movie evolves you understand what these things mean and you're like oh yeah i'm just living in this time and place with these people <laughs> as yeah. they do things that are just horrifying um yes. and yeah like it, it was really good that was a really good movie really really tragic <laughs> oh yeah yeah not not uh, a, a true story that uh People did bad things. Oh, yeah. Okay. Luckily, yeah. Pete, nobody does any bad things anymore. Yeah, I'm glad we're past that. Whew. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Oh, yeah, um, my number two. So this is the thing. My number two movie of 2023 is Barbie. I absolutely adored Barbie. And I, it's it was so close to, to these two being flop, Poor Things and Barbie. Like, I saw Poor Things and it blew my mind. Liza and I went to the movie theater. We actually went to the movie theater together more times than we have ever since our kiddo was born this year. Mm -hmm. It just kind of worked out that way that we could grab a matinee here or we could, uh, you know, get a sitter for this one, you know, this, that, or the other. And after watching Poor Things, I was like, ah, because my number one was already set. I was like, that's got to be my number two. We better rewatch Barbie because yeah. it was already on HBO yeah. Max. You know, I was like, okay, yeah. we just want to watch it. And we watched half of it because when we watch movies at home, like we start it so late after the kid goes to bed, we usually have to watch them one and two, two nights. Yeah. And then, so uh, we watched the first half. And after the first half, I was like, yep, I think Barbie's number three number three and i think poor things is number yeah. one and then we ended up getting busy and like between christmas and new year's stuff and when i when we finished when we sat down to finish the second half ah uh, i'm so glad we did because it just reaffirmed like the first half is all like good times and set up and it's all kind of that poppy kind of thing that you expect that movie's gonna be if you, i mean as far as you can expect that movie to be anything and yeah. then the entire second half is when they bring so many themes home that it's like, yeah. yes, this is wonderful and inexpressed mm -hmm. in so much of the things that we consume and view. And it yep. was, Greta Gerwig is Gret incredible. She's yeah. incredible. Greta Gerwig has not uh, failed yet. Nope. I've seen all, all, all she's made three movies, right? Uh, no, yes. She, I mean, technically there was one before that, but like... Yeah, I didn't see. I saw people Lady don't really, Bird, people don't really count Little it. Woman, and Barbie, and all fantastic. But I put it at six. I put it at number six, Jake. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And for me, it's it my number close. two. It was close. It is absolutely uh, my number two. I, I loved it in the theater, and I think I might have even loved it more upon the rewatch uh, when yeah. we got into that last half. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just incredible movie. And of course... Uh, Margot Robbie's incredible, and yeah. so is Ryan Gosling. I mean, it's hilarious, it's hilarious, and the "I'm Just Ken" song. The song. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, mean I mean, come on. Uh, like, so, like he, like the 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 chemistry there. Like, it's it's a funny as it is endearing, yeah. as it is meaningful, as it is yeah. important. And honestly, when I learned that the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, I mean, it's just an incredible, yeah. incredible movie. Yeah. I just, I just love it. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, uh, his, he's, he's just hilarious. He's hilarious, yeah. that, guy. that guy. All the stuff America Ferreira says in that whole second half is just oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's moving. I, it brought tears to my eyes. In the yeah. Me too, bro. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because um, we're motherfucking allies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my my number one. Uh, Wait. I think I know. Do, I you, think I know what, what it is. I think I yeah, know. Yeah. And it then is. you're gonna do your number one, which will be and some it's gonna blow movie that I never, my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And you're gonna do your number one, which will be some horror movie I've never heard of. No. Uh, but, you saw it with uh, me. I saw it with you in the theater. Oh no, Craig! No, no, no! Oh. I don't think we saw any movies oh. together in the theater. Oh, this I know year. what your number one is. Yeah, 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 for sure. Anywho, uh, yeah, 
Oppenheimer is my number one. It is Great. my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. I don't always like Christopher. I always have some issues with his movies. And I kind of have some issues with this movie, too, I guess. Nah, but like, why? No uh, issues with uh, Oppenheimer. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it is great. But uh, uh, speaking of, like, the same thing with Killers of the Flower Moon, like, jumping in time and not oh, holding yeah. your hand, not holding your hand about it. Like, just, especially, like, he does the same thing in um, The Prestige, where he jumps forward, like, scenes of stuff happening later and then scenes of stuff happening earlier and they're just like cross-cutting between them but he's not being very obvious about <laughs> about when this is like it is a little obvious because like the future stuff is black and white and in, in oppenheimer because i've been I, i've been in the middle of a rewatch with china and i'm noticing like yeah this is pretty this is probably pretty confusing for for right now like like they're not i remember i remember it takes a while like you got to get to the second half of the movie before like so, a lot of it starts to make sense i think I mean, but, as long as you know, like, who Oppenheimer was, you don't even have to know much about him. You just need to know he's the guy who did that thing. Like, yeah, once, yeah I, don't, but I feel like after whole, that, it's not very confusing at all. Any of it. I don't know. The whole plot with uh, Robert Downey, like, uh, like what is, what, it's, it doesn't make it very obvious what Oh, yeah, is, no, 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 that's true. What he's doing with the, the, the trial. Yeah, the, no, the, I mean that's, that's true, but you um, know you know what you know what the stakes are. I mean, you don't need to know yeah. exactly what's happening to know what the stakes are. Yeah, and I, but I will say uh, like I guess I could talk about this movie for a while. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will say they do end up making the bomb. So, yeah. uh spoiler. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, they make up they make the bomb and they test it. The lead up to the test to me in the theater. Seeing this in the theater, it doesn't seem like the type of movie in theory that you need to see in the theater, but I'm watching it at home, and it this, the experience is different. Like oh, I, sure. I actually miss the the theater experience for this particular, particularly the music and the sound. We couldn't watch it that loud because we have a kid. And when you're in the theater, it's like booming, and it it really has it, it's really appropriate for this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. And um, the lead up to the drop of the bomb on the during the test was like the most tense experience in the movie theater I I ever had, knowing that it was going to happen, knowing <laughs> what was going to happen. Just like the the music was like, it was like a heartbeat. It was like, boom, boom, boom. and then there's like this little just rewatching. I have it, I have it fresh in my mind now. It's like, boom, boom. and then there's a little <laughs> crackle in the background, and it's just getting more and more intense and just dissonant. And oh, it's real, it's real powerful. Yeah, real powerful stuff. No, I, I I I thought that movie was great. I loved it. I really, really mm -hmm. loved it. Because it's like, how do you make a movie about this? Yeah, Oppenheimer. He made the bomb. Big deal. No. Uh, <laughs> it, like, a lot of the movie deals with him his, uh, him dealing with the government thinking he's a communist is basically what, what a lot of the movie deals with. Yeah. It's like it, it's like a political... You could call it a... Poli you wouldn't call, I wouldn't call it a very erotic... Well... <laughs> there's some, yeah, there's some nudity in there. Um, I, you could yeah. call it an erotic thriller. You could call it a, a 90s erotic thriller. Uh, probably not a 90s one, but you could call it an erotic thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the eroticism okay. isn't the point, but it exists. No. It sure does. And it's odd okay. to see in a Christopher Nolan movie, actually. But uh, It is. It was It was actually un very uncomfortable in the theater to see it. <laughs> like, it was like, ooh. I was by myself. Like, I mean, there were other people around, but, like, I was, like, seeing the movie by myself. And I was like, are there any children here? What's this? what's going on dude yeah. do you remember i don't yeah. know if we talked about this on the podcast ever do you remember in the movie her like the first time that he and uh scarlett johansson's um operating system kind of get intimate together it's just like a series of yeah. noises yeah over yeah. black they cut the entire visual yeah. completely yeah. out and ha play black well, they have all these like sex noises oh, yeah. going on throughout. Did you see that in the theater? I saw it in the theater, and oh. right in front of me was uh, two parents and their teenage daughter. <laughs> and I was oh, like, "No, I didn't." I saw it. I saw it on my phone in bed, what next to China while she was sleeping. So it was also uncomfortable. It was also like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in, my, I saw, in my headphones, yeah. So I saw Oppenheimer uh, at home 
I got it from the library and uh, I just, I, saw, I watched it over probably two nights. But like, it's one of those movies too, where sometimes when you're halfway through a movie, you're like, I'll finish it because I want to like get to the thing, but I'm not like racing to get back to it. And Oppenheimer, I was like yeah. racing to get back to it. I was like, <laughs> I want to, that is, that was just, it's just captivating from the beginning. Yeah. And you just yes. want to what you just want to see what's going to happen next the whole yeah. time. I think, so like an issue that I have with Nolan often is... Uh, what I like to call him going full Nolan, which I think I've <laughs> talked about on the podcast, which uh, is how, it, and Matt describes him as like, it's like his seamless filmmaking. Like he does, it, like there's very little scene. It's always like a montage. It's always yeah, like yeah. jumping from one place to another to another, jumping forward in time very quickly. They don't stay in one location. Like they'll they'll continue one conversation uh, all, like across the entire United States. That's basically the whole movie is like yeah. one conversation across the entire United States, but sometimes it jumps to another conversation in the future. <laughs> um, and it's like jumping from one scene to the next, to the next, to the next. And often in movies, in his movies, that takes me out of it. It doesn't yeah. work for me. Like I, I love the dark Knight. I think that was my great. Uh, well, Dunkirk. I also love, um, Haven't but, seen. uh, uh, and, Dunkirk, he also, he's going full Nolan the whole movie, but it works. And it's yeah. also based on a true story. And this, and Oppenheimer is like full, full Nolan almost the whole movie. And it, and it works. And also, it's based on a true story. I think, I the think Dark maybe, Knight, maybe the Dunkirk well, thing and then Oppenheimer thing work in his favor. Because part of the problem I have with Nolan is when his characters stop being characters and start being like, like story points story motivators yeah. and just like yeah. all they all they they're they don't like feel things at all they're just no, they're like, not real they're, they're just they're, there to serve the plot they're getting to the next part they're yeah. getting to the next yeah. part and and yeah. in oppenheimer i felt for like all of those people <laughs> like yeah and, and it's partially because they're yeah. real they're real people that i think but i, I, I think, think like yeah. you do like you can do that without them being real people like i felt for everyone in barbie yeah. but like so yeah. maybe maybe for oppenheimer it's a block when when he's constructing a story to be a tenet like i want to i want to i want to build it back and forth and blah 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 yeah like, yeah that movie is just no, so but not I for think, me but like oppenheimer think, is the opposite but i think it being based, so two of his my favorites of his are based on a true story. Yeah, and I think because they're based on true stories and they really happened, I think that since he he tends to sometimes use characters as plot points, when they're real, I think that just gives him an advantage. It just it yeah. allows him to. Uh, it's just easier to make them real, to make right. them seem real. You know? No, yeah, and he's um, he's forced yeah. to reckon with 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 human motivation <laughs> like what will yeah, motivate they, somebody to do something because what they actually did you know yeah, um exactly uh but with, and with dark knight uh one of my others of his that i really like parts of it i don't like and uh, the parts i don't like especially are like is like the last five minutes i don't really like because he's uh he's going full nolan it's like the camera's swirling around batman and it's jumping from from one thing to it becomes a music video and it's like i don't i'd, I'd rather just have a scene at the end you know i, I love dark night I, I mean i and the yeah. end the end i think the end worked for me i kind of know what you're talking about but i i probably have to rewatch it it's been a long time i should rewatch it i really <laughs> like that movie yeah i mean i think it's a great movie too but but i just have a few issues and also like the the lead up to his confrontation with the joker at the end yeah the confrontation's great, but the lead up to it, like the whole fight in the building and the the spying on everybody to find out yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where he is, yeah. that all feels like, again, like jumping too much from one thing to another with no scenes. And it's I don't like, know. It's I feel like, like that thing works like the for fight, me. The fight up, the, the, fight up the, the building to me is like, I didn't feel anything. It's just like, I'm just watching him just go, you know? I'm rewatching it. I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my number one of the year was David Fincher's The Killer. Uh, script yes. by Andrew Kevin Walker again, finally. I mean, Walker script doctored a ton of his stuff post their seven collaboration. But like to have them both like really on it. I listened to Andrew Kevin Walker on a podcast talk about kind of the process of, of making the movie and uh, his process of writing it for Fincher um, based on the graphic novel and like what was important to Fincher versus what was not in the graphic novel and all these things. I just... David Fincher's my favorite filmmaker. I mean, he just yeah. is. 
He's my absolute favorite. Even though I don't agree with his process, it doesn't matter. The results work. Um, I, well, I, seeing your process seems very different than his process. Uh, yeah, but like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. almost everyone's process is different than his process. Yeah. Um, but like the the images are so perfect, of course, because of his process. The mm. uh, the and watching things happen in stages, like like talk about like someone who's seen like these are scenes and sequences. Like you're watching everything yeah. build, shot by shot, decision by decision. Like how yeah. okay now he's done this thing. What's his next move? Well, how does he gonna do that? He's got to take these steps to do that, and that gets him to here. But now he's got to yeah. take these steps to do that. So it is yeah. very much like Dave, David Fincher does not go full Nolan. No, no, he no, he doesn't. But like, but he yeah. like it's almost like it's it it is just scenes and sequences. I mean, every movie is, I guess. But like, it's yeah. except for Nolan, which is only montage <laughs> apparently. But <laughs> well, mostly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but with Fincher. It's like, he's the most meticulous filmmaker working today. And whenever he applies that to like just pulpy genre nonsense, it's my absolute favorite thing in the world. Like Gone Girl is one of my favorite movies. Like, I think I really, Gone Girl's great. Yeah. I really love his girl with the dragon tattoo. Um, yeah. Like, and Social Network is still my favorite of his. And that's not the same kind of pulpy thing, but like, it's it's the yeah. way he brings like uh, like all of his Perfection. making something look so important like it yeah. all this like so much attention to detail and import on something that is for fun <laughs> you know <laughs> and and usually yeah. kind of like um I said pulpy but also maybe lurid a little bit which is also yeah. fantastic yeah I think well, I think there are there are heavy themes in it. It's not just fun. I think yeah. there are like no. I mean, there are uh, heavy themes, yeah. but like, but it is yeah. fun. Like, yeah. the, it's fun <laughs> the whole time. And like, yeah. every stage of his journey is different. Like, it's almost like a seven act play. You know, like they clear all yeah. the pieces off from this one set and they move it into now we're in the Florida set. Now yeah. we're in the you know Chicago set. Um, or I guess it was upstate New York. It was yeah. Chicago playing upstate New York. Um, I thought I, it was a great movie. I love I, the three things I love most that come to mind right now are the opening, the first, the opening narration is incredible, yep. absolutely incredible. Normally, I don't like narration, but that, this was like amazing narration. <laughs> um, and then the the fight scene, you know the one I'm talking about. Oh my about. god! I, oh, oh my, my god. god! So one good. The, one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen. Maybe the best one. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yep. Uh, the conversation with Tilda Swinton. Just oh awesome. my gosh! Oh, yeah. this movie's so good. This movie's so good, Craig. <laughs> I get so excited. Yeah. I, I went to see it. Yeah. My first time I went to see it was in its limited theatrical run. It was in theaters for like two weeks, and it wasn't in any of the theaters near me. I had to go all the way down to the Alamo Draft House in the city, and Tommy Martin joined me. Our buddy Tommy from Pops uh, joined me, and we watched it. I absolutely loved it. And then, like w exactly one week later. Liza and I came to your house, and uh, you, me, and Matt watched it all in one night yeah. again, just because it had hit Netflix that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, it was so good, so good. Loved it. 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 I guess I'd put it at number seven. I haven't ordered my my extra movies, but sure. Uh, well, that's it. it. That's the top ten. That's the top yeah. ten. Uh, let's do them just right in order right now, so people know the movie top ten. Take me from your five. I'll do mine. We'll just go right back and forth. Jake, I'll take you from my five. Okay. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Influencer. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Asteroid City. Air. Poor Things. Killers of the Flower Moon. Barbie. Oppenheimer. The Killer. No overlap this year. <laughs> yeah. No overlap. It's amazing. Wow. There's, there's, there's overlap in, in six through ten between your list already. Oh, yes. Oh, so. yeah. Do you want to just do your uh, your five, and I'll do my five on the, just the last ones? Just okay. Or do you want to do it in a similar fashion? Let's do it in a similar fashion. Let's just try not to talk so long. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't really have them in order. Okay. Uh, and I also have seven more movies. <laughs> but but uh, uh, okay. You do uh, 12, 11, 10, and then I'll join you. Okay. I gotta decide quickly my of these seven, which are the terrible ones, which are the <laughs> worst ones. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to decide which of these three is ten. Uh, okay, so, um, okay, let's say Bank of Dave. I have, I've heard that title, but I know nothing about it. 
It's uh, it's on Netflix. It's a super feel-good comedy about uh, about a guy in northern England who wants to start his own bank, but it would be the first time anyone has started their own bank in 150 years in England. It's based on a true story. Uh, it's so feel-good. I think you'd really like it. It's okay. Like, it's, it's just it's just really well done. I, I, and it's kind of a rom-com-ish. Oh, nice. Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, and British, yeah, and it's good, yeah, great, real good. But, I'll check it but out. Like, just so feel good. Yeah. Anyway, you sold me in the uh, room. Stop talking. Okay, and then uh, we'll go with we'll go with uh, reality. Don't know anything about. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it. I don't know. I don't even know how I heard of it. I was just like, I want to watch a movie, and I was scrolling, and I found it, and it looked like it was rated well, and I'm like, okay. I read a brief synopsis. It's. It stars uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney. Heard of her? It's the entire movie is a acting out of an FBI recording. Oh. Of of an arrest of this woman named Reality, who oh uh, who it's a complete true story. It's just based off of this recording. I don't know if I want to say what the true story yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't say anything uh, more. I'm super I mean, intrigued. Some, is it most is, people? Is it a thriller? Most people, is it a drama? I would. It's just, it's just an FBI recording. What would so you? What like, genre would you pop it in? A crime genre. Okay, great. Crime, and I would say uh, it's very uncomfortable at times. It's just like very awkward and uncomfortable at okay. times. Okay. Okay. Um, it's like it's a real time playing out of a recording, FBI recording. Um, really well done. Incredibly well done. I was so into it. Um, the I mean, most people, I think, if you look up the movie, you're gonna you're gonna learn what actually happened but try not to learn as much as you uh, like try to avoid yeah i'm not gonna exactly. i i, I yeah. abs- you don't have to worry about that with me okay um and okay number 10 you hurt my feelings oh uh julie lou dreyfus yeah it's just like a, a very low key like very low stakes adult comedy like or kind of drama comedy i don't know um I just thought it was like it was really cool. It was really cool to see a movie that didn't ha- did it wasn't just so important. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and just really well acted, and I was totally I was super into it. Love it. I, I I was curious about that one. I heard stuff about it when it came out, and it sounded really really good. Um, mm-hmm. That's another one. It's that basically I- about you could say it's about it's about people who hide the truth from the people they love, and sure, and like just. Uh, it, it gets out of hand because of it, you know? Like, yeah, I, or, uh, yeah, that's another one I've seen on the shelves of the library. I'm absolutely going to go uh, check that mm. out at some point. My number 10 yeah. uh, was The Creator. Did you have seen it? You didn't see that? Um, I nope. just really loved uh, the world building in it. I thought that was great. World building usually isn't uh, something that really I get super into, other than like Blade Runner yeah. 2049, which we talked about. Like, that was oh like. Oh my God. I just was enamored with that world building and with the creator too. Yeah. And it's um, yeah. the um, director of Rogue One, right? Yeah. He uh, was the director of it, and um, Chris, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Interesting. and Chris Weitz, who was the main credited writer on Rogue One, wrote this with him. Um, okay. So it's basically they are doing you know pop sci-fi of their own. Um, yeah. Okay. And it's all like there's a bunch of stuff about AI and all that stuff, but like so it's like. But it, uh, Tam and I, t- uh, Tamara Chambers and I went to go see it in London when we, right after we shot the the first of October video at Abbey Road. Like yeah, we had yeah. like one day left before we got onto the plane. Like while I was dropping footage, <laughs> like on a computer, yeah. I left a bunch of footage dropping. And Tam and I, because uh, my sister who lives in England, kept telling me about the Everyman Cinema, which is like kind of their draft house. And so yeah. uh, Tam and I went to the every man to see whatever was playing and the creator was our best option and we both loved it we both were bawling by the end of it and um even though kind of like some of the story beats at the end are like really really telegraphed and not super convincing it still worked because enough of the rest of the story and ever since i don't know why but somehow like just a little uh 
Oh, like, oh, just a little over five years ago, I suddenly became really, really emotionally present for any story involving small children. I wonder um, why that is. I have no hmm. idea. But, like... Uh, yeah, I will tell... I understand parents in movies so much more now. So, so much, much more. more. So when much more. I go more. back and watch old movies that I saw as a kid, I'm like, oh... I get a different perspective from this. From yeah, this now, is this and... reads very differently now. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I never, ever, ever would have killed that little kid in Pops episode three uh, on this side of my life. I mean, when know? I read the script for that, even at the time, I'm like, geez, Jake, <laughs> that's really intense. Yeah. But um, uh, so, yes. So number 10, the creator. I, I I think you would like it, Craig. I'd be I'd be really interested to see what you would make of it. Although you, an ending can ruin a movie for you. So that might be a rough it one. It can. I mean, yeah. if it's like kind of about the ending, yeah. But, but I, I don't feel like that uh, movie's about the ending. And like I, feel it, like it, it I feel like it earns its ending, too. Usually if it, it disappoints me if, if I'm watching the movie, but like, excited about what's gonna happen i gotta keep seeing what's gonna happen are they going to accomplish the thing that they're do trying to do and if the ending is like complete has nothing to do with that or it's like really disappointing what how what happens when they accomplish it i don't know yeah i thought it was i thought it was great i thought it was great yeah uh okay so let's move on to what are we number nine number nine number nine um uh, let's say uh blackberry <laughs> okay, so you have two like uh, development of a product uh, movies on your top ten yes. this year. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you see Blackberry? I didn't. I hear it's really good. Yeah, it's uh, what's his name uh, from? It's always Sunny. Glenn Howerton. His performance is so incredible. He <laughs> plays this really intense businessman it's like absurdly intense and then i saw an interview with the guy he plays in real life afterwards <laughs> it's not the same like he's not he's uh he seems much more like just down-to-earth normal dude like it definitely isn't like completely true what happens but it but he, he's he's uh glenn howerton is like he's shaved his top of his head shaved so he's got like male pattern baldness throughout the movie even though in real life he doesn't um and <laughs> Uh, he's hilariously intense. He's okay. just like, uh, he's like, think of like a cliche, like, uh, <laughs> CEO, uh, business, CEO, business guy. Who's yeah. just like, like he wants to win. He wants to succeed, but it's, it's taken to like eight levels up. Uh, that sounds uh, great. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, everything I've heard about the movie is positive. I, it's just funny to me that like in an era where, movie studios are run by basically like mid-level managers of other corporations you know it's like yeah. it's like the thing that gets most easily greenlit is stories about mid-level managers <laughs> of corporations like <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and it's also like uh it's just really cool to see how how successful the blackberry got like right before the iphone like it became like it was the thing yeah and it's 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 like you forget that that was the epitome of... And then when the iPhone was coming out, they are like, writing it off, like, that's not going to work. Yeah, did you have a you BlackBerry? Know? People aren't going to want, like, no keyboard, <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> I had a BlackBerry. Uh, I had two no, BlackBerries. I, didn't. I had a flip phone up t until the iPhone. But I had a BlackBerry that was, like, the classic BlackBerry where it looked like a calculator the whole time. And then I had... The upgrade after that was to a phone that was basically, like, one of those, like, si like slider phones... It's because the yeah. uh, keyboard would slide down, and you could do it. I, I loved my Blackberries. Ooh. I was a lo I was a holdout yeah. before I went to my iPhone. Hey, yeah. Oh, I mean, I was a holdout. I always had been a holdout for new technology because I, well, number one, didn't have money, and I like to not spend money. I just yeah. didn't. I never liked buying things in yeah. general. Um, and so I had a flip phone up until uh, someone wanted me to sponsor an app. Uh, I, w I was I was getting sponsors with Wheezy Waiter by the time I got an iPhone, <laughs> um, and so I was very late to the game. That's uh, awesome! I love that. Yeah, uh, I'm, and I'm not I'm not wearing that like as a source of pride. I'm just that's no. You just clearly are, Craig. You clearly no, no, are. You're no, like you're no. like the hipster who held out no, so no. long. No, no. Yeah. No, no. I feel like I, I probably would. My life would have been better if I didn't hold out. No, Craig. Um, Craig, it's a definitely. But, you loved it. Okay. You you're okay. so excited. All right. All right. Okay, sure. so you did BlackBerry at number nine. My number nine is Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. 
Whoa, I I don't know this exists. I, I can imagine it's probably uh, horrifying. Well, terrible. no, so like, do you remember, did you see Grindhouse when it came out? Yeah. Okay, so there was like three or four trailers in the middle and Eli Roth did a yeah. trailer for Thanksgiving. And now- oh, Yeah, the- that was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> like I remember that, to me, that was like the most shocking thing of the whole, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, it was very much yeah. like the most like slasher looking movie that was included in the whole thing. And so now yeah. in the year of our Lord 2023, he no, has it was finally more made than just the most slasher looking movie. It was it was like shocking. It yeah. was absolutely shocking and violent in a way that nothing else was in that in that I think. Sure. It felt that way to me. Yeah. Anyway, at sorry. any rate, uh Thanksgiving, I probably would say that Thanksgiving doesn't deliver on that promise that you just <laughs> made for oh, it. It's, it's not, not as violent as that trailer? No, 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 no. And actually, no. he does include the cheerleader on the trampoline scene, and it's totally different than it was in that trailer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because yeah. Um, I think Eli Roth finally took the note. Like, he's made movies forever, <laughs> like... Uh, like yeah. That he's been called like such a bro horror filmmaker forever, yeah. broiest of the bros. And if you watch Knock Knock, <laughs> I mean that is the that Keanu Reeves yeah. is seduced by two gr- young women who show up at his door while his wife's out of town. It's the most ridiculous movie. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. We're not talking about Knock Knock. Yeah. Um, although that ridiculousness <laughs> is enjoyable. Um, and Keanu Reeves gives yeah. the most ridiculous speech at the end of it. Ah, so good. Um. But Thanksgiving yeah. is, this is very traditional slasher movie in, in, in its setup, and then it's very 90s slasher movie in kind of its execution. So it's like perfect for me. It's like yeah, tailor-made for me. And it starts yeah. with a Black Friday sale, just kind of like Krampus does. But like it starts with a Black Friday sale where everybody's running around. And it, this Black Friday sale gets so out of hand that many people are kind of killed in the process of it. And then a year yeah. later... Um, People are coming back to town, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And killings start happening related to the Black Friday sale the year before. <laughs> and it's funny, yeah. but it's not like it's not like a spoof movie, which yeah. would be very easy to do based on Grindhouse. But it delivers on all of those things. Like, what are killings that are related to Thanksgiving? Like, the killer wears a pilgrim mask. And, like, <laughs> yeah. it's part of the town lore that there's this pilgrim yeah. mask, whatever. And... Um, a bunch. My camera is telling me it's it's kind of overheating. So okay, so we'll hurry this along. At any rate, it delivers on a bunch <laughs> of Thanksgiving kills. It's super super fun, and Eli Roth took the note, and it feels way less misogynistic than a lot of his other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna brush through these quickly. Okay, great. I mean, two of them you already know. Number so, eight, like uh, number eight, it will be. Uh, I guess the killer. Number Great. eight is the killer. We talked about talked the killer. About. Loved it. My number eight okay. is a movie called Totally Killer. It is yeah. um, a. It's the Back to the Future slasher movie. It's yeah. on Prime. It's way, way you gotta watch it. It's so yes. fun. If you like slashers, it's. And I it, like I like Back to the Future. It's probably my top slasher movie of the year. I had such a good time. I watched okay. it on our birthday, and it was my absolute. It was the perfect way to spend our birthday. <laughs> yeah, that and a okay. pizza was the best. Okay, now I'm actually a little torn. I didn't realize this. It's between Barbie and another movie for my... Hmm. We'll say, we'll say, we'll say Across the Spider-Verse. Across, Across the, the Spider-Verse, Verse, number seven. Great. Number seven. It yeah. was very good. Very good. Very, 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 very good. I actually just bought a poster. It's not here yet. I just bought it today. But I'm going to put it up on the wall over there, and it's going to be from the first spider where. The upside down shot. Oh yeah, of going going down up. Yep. Uh, I'm What's up, danger? That, on that wall there. Yep. Yeah. What's perfect. up, danger? Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't need to talk about it. That first movie's perfect. Okay. The second one is very very good. The art styles, the conflicting art styles, is so ingenious. I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number seven is Oppenheimer. We already talked about it. We already talked about it. Number, number six. six is Barbie. All right. We already talked about it. My number yeah. six is uh, You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. Okay. That movie is incredible. Uh, Adam Sandler's daughter, I'm so sorry, I don't know her name. She does an amazing job in the movie. Everybody does. Adam Sandler's great as this, like, put-upon dad. Oh, my God. Okay, that movie's so enjoyable and touching. 
Liza and I loved it. We sat on the couch. It was one of those like movies where, what are we gonna watch tonight? Well, whatever. Put on, oh, this is an Adam movie. Put on. That's how the they kids. talk. That yeah. is how they talk when, when we sit together. on the couch. That's, that's really... how Liza and I yeah. talk. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really weird. It's really annoying, actually. Uh, you know, but you're not. Hey you're, guys, we're on the couch. Yeah, but guess now. what, Craig? You're not inside the marriage, so you can't really comment on it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, but um, you're still not invited to my bar mitzvah. Great, touching, family mm -hmm. comedy. Oh, teen comedy. Fantastic. Highly recommended. Good, good. My camera's overheating and the battery is dying now. So okay. uh, that's whew. it. Thanks for joining us once again. It's been another year of uh, watching fun movies, and um, yeah, hopefully now we'll I gotta see. Watch some more movies, and we'll see you uh, uh, about a year from now. Yep, see you in a year, or maybe we'll let's do. We should do an episode every day. Let's do an episode every day. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, see you tomorrow. Okay. So either we'll do an episode every day or we'll do one more. We'll do another end of year roundup. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. One of those. Great. Okay. Thank you for being a friend, everybody. Love it. Okay. And see it. Movie. Movie. So my, mo my monitor uh, has Google page open because it's really bright. Yeah. On my face. Yeah. But I also have my notes, my dark notes window right here. Watch this. I'm going to move it around. Whoa. Whoa. Cinema. Whoa. Cinema. Whoa. Cine I guess you could call that cinema. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, yeah.